Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to your week ahead with Mama Data Astrology Live right here on the Inner Peace Lighthouse Radio Frequency. Welcome to the best time of your week ahead of time. All right. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We are live. We're here. We are in full effect. Welcome to the best time of your week ahead of time, live right here on the Inner Peace Lighthouse radio channel with Mama Dada Astrology. Yay! (laughs) I'm so overwhelmingly thankful and happy to be here again with you today. You know, it's at times like earlier in the day, when it's times like these, it's so much easier for me to remember the why, okay? When you're in a season, like an eclipse season perhaps, like the changing of from the ending of one eclipse season into the next six-month season, the ending of one astrological zodiac year season in Pisces and the beginning of the new year here when we spring forward in Aries, when the sun enters Aries in our week ahead, I can hardly wait to talk to y'all about it and give y'all some good horoscopes on how the sun being in Aries, how you can best work with the energies of the sun being in Aries according specifically to your sun, moon, or rising sign. So I'm really looking forward to that. But, um, wow, I had a thought earlier this rising because I had a real interesting night um, last night. I usually sleep real good, but it's so crazy. This Pisces season, I mean, I started out Pisces season with a crazy dream and waking up screaming, like screaming out of my sleep. And so it's been a real interesting season. You know, Pisces governs sleep. Pisces Pisces governs dreams. And so, so much more. Um, Pisces covers medita- governs meditation and prayer and and our extreme self-care routines and allowing ourselves time to rest and relax and rejuvenate spiritually and energetically. So, um, yeah, I had a rough night last night, and I woke up just in a mood. I was just in a mood. Mercury's in Aries right now, and don't nobody give a fuck, including me. (laughs) So I woke up in a mood. And <laughs> I was in a mood, y'all. I'm being real vulnerable and transparent. I was in because I know it helps y'all when I do. Um, I was in a mood because I didn't want to have another rough night. I didn't want to wrestle my way into my sleep. So, and I finally did go to sleep. And I got some good sleep. I had some dreams now, but I got some good sleep. But I woke up in a mood based on having to fight so hard to get into that sleep that I crave and love so much. I love it how I feel when I've gotten sufficient rest. And so I had a thought, you know, well, I'm not going to do the show today. I'm just going to tell Uncle I can't do the show today and whatever, you know, not today. I'll do it another day this week. And, you know, that's what myself and the 21-Day Challenge Overcomers shout out to my 21-Day Challenge Overcomers. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for journeying with me through this adventure um, of just seeing 
ahead of time. Y'all know that's the basis and the premise of this show is that we see ahead of time what's coming. And because we have that divine opportunity and luxury, then we get to enjoy the benefits that come with that. And so myself, the 21-Day Challenge Overcomers, I just smile every time I think about us because y'all dared to believe another Pisces keyword, y'all dare to believe and jump on board with me with my seeing self. (laughs) And we are living in that energetic overflow right now. You know, we're going to talk here in the week ahead about sun entering Aries and barking upon the spring season. And this is what I foresaw over 21 days ago when I started talking to y'all about the challenge and and y'all didn't know why, you know, all the ins and outs of why at that time and my only now really I think are my 21-day challenge overcomers um, really getting a good glimpse as of why and even myself living through, we're on day 17 right now, shout out to us, we're on day 17 right now and it's just it's it's even revealed more to me the, the initiator of the challenge about the why and why I had to do it why if I wasn't going to do it over the entire winter season why I had to take the last 21 days of this season and focus intently on extreme self-care all the piscean things that this even pisces solar new moon eclipse season has shed, um, you know, a lot of light on for us. Um, Shout out to this last Virgo moon we had over the weekend. So um, I just want to say thank you. Thank you to the listeners. You guys, y'all just blow me away every weekend and week out faithfully showing up. Um, I see y'all on the line. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Caller from the 856. I see your hand up and I do want to get to you. Let me just finish with my introduction and I'll check in with you. Okay. Um, Caller from the 267. Shout out. Um, Sorry for getting the word out uh, right before the show today, but, you know, follow me on Mama Dada Astrology on Facebook, Mama Dada Astro on Twitter and on Instagram. And uh, you should be able to peep uh, announcements as they come through for shows and much, much, much more like the 21-Day Challenge and the Eclipsed Wisdom Report Packages. Shout out to all of you guys who have supported me in those efforts. I've been doing it for myself for years now, so it was just a natural thing to extend to others to say, well, shoot, you know, having the astrological aspects and the house positions of any lunation, but especially these eclipses, um, in your back pocket, in your arsenal to have as a tool that you can rely on Uh, When you have a question, why not consort your own chart? Why not consort your own current transits and the transiting aspects that are affecting you for the next six months? Why not have that on file somewhere where if you need to, you can reference back to it. You Trust me, you're going to reference it. (laughs) So thank you, thank you, thank you to all those who have partaken in the Eclipse Wisdom um, Package special so far. And for those of you that will, those will be still be on special, on offer through the end of the month. So by all means, if during this transition phase of 
you know, moving into one astrological year into the next one, of moving out of one eclipse season into the next one, of moving out of one, you know, physical season, winter, into the next one, spring, whatever cycles you own right now that's wrapping up and at the same time getting started, you're not alone and I got you. If you if you are more, you know, just want to rely on the reports, you can do that. There's also options if you want to throw in a 30-minute or an hour consult to, so I can go over it with you, okay? So you've got options here. You're not alone. I'm in it with you. And um, I definitely don't want to go too much further without honoring, revering, uh, paying homage, and giving all respect and praise to our divine, righteous ancestors from without whom we would not be here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, additionally, of course, our fearless leader, Brother Ampu. <laughs> Shout out to everybody that's going to be in Las Vegas here as we change seasons uh, with Brother Ampu and Minister Jew. Shout out to Nikki. The show that um, he uh, and Nikki have been doing every week have just been enlightening on so many different layers and levels. So I'm so happy and thankful for that divine offering and that I get to share a platform with them. How cool is that? <laughs> So, yes, thank you, Brother Ampu, for this opportunity for us to come together week in and week out for yet another week, and especially this week. This is the week I've been waiting for. This is the week, you know, in our week ahead when we um, discuss the sun entering Aries. Um, this is what the 21-day challenge was all about. I personally did not want to cross into a new season on some old-ish period, point, and the blank. And I knew it was going to require, I'm talking about me being able to see now, and and when spirit prompts me to see something in advance ahead of time, just like this show, you know, presupposes and, and describes even in the title, your week ahead, the best time of your week ahead of time, I'm talking about spirit giving me eyes to see that does matter how you cross over into your next season. It does matter if you're still dragging behind you a dead carcass that's literally dead weight and not productive, not beneficial, not helpful into your next season. It matters. It matters if you take this season to close out properly, to end. Pisces talks about endings. That's what Pisces season is for. It's the last sign so it does matter if you're practicing extreme self-care right now. It does matter if you're prioritizing yourself, your meditation time, your relaxation time, your sleep, your dreams, your imagination, your unconditional love, your surrender and acceptance and forgiveness. That's all Pisces, babes. That's all Pisces. And so when you work with the energies as they come up, and especially ahead of time, when you get in on it ahead of time, <laughs> that's when you really start to see the magic. That's when you really start to see your power. The power and the magic, I promise you, is not in Pluto and damn Mars. It's not. It's in you. Mars and Pluto is only a label, a term, a word used to describe something that is in you, that is you. I'm simply here in an effort to help y'all over and understand it all, okay? So 
we going uh I know last week I stopped off at uh the horoscopes for the full moon and I ended I had I know where I ended it, y'all. Don't I'm I'm on it this week. <laughs> so Mercury is in Aries now, I'm telling y'all. Not only is are a lot of people to the point, especially Mercury is communications, right? And movement. So the fact that Mercury is in Aries right now, I'm sorry, y'all, because I've been, okay, I'm a Sag, right? So Aries is a sister sign to me. It's like this is an easy flow of energy because Aries trines 120 degrees away from Sagittarius. They are both fire signs. (laughs) So it is easy, as the trine suggests, it is easy and effortless right now for me. I'm not only am my is my son Sagittarius, my Mercury Sagittarius. So Mercury and Aries is in a trine, gift, easy, effortless aspect of my natal Mercury. So it's easy and effortless for me right now to flow communication wise. And the fact that it's flowing in this area of space that's fiery fire energy like Aries, Leo, and Sagittarius, it breeds passion and intensity and drive and that all the sexual energy is getting used to communicate, okay? While Mercury is in Aries for all of us, our communications could tend to be fiery. (laughs) I'm sorry, (laughs) y'all. Because I have I have been having so much fun, y'all. Y'all see the trine is a gift now. It's like the universe gifted me <laughs> the divine opportunity to let her rip. Yes, it's my season. It's like it's just like if your son is in a uh, let's say uh, your son is in Sagittarius, like mine is. Well, when the sun is in Aries or the sun is in Leo, then you kind of can feel like it's your birthday too, you know, energetically speaking. (laughs) So I'm just having fun. So, yes, not only is the sun in Aries in a trine aspect to my Mercury and uh, Mercury in Aries, Mercury and the sun in Aries is in a trine as to my Mercury and the sun in Sagittarius. So I say that to say, if I talk a little fast today, if I, you know, move too fast, y'all just rewind the tape, okay, because I'm gone. <laughs> and with that being said, I'm going to go to the phone lines and call us from the 856. Peace, you're alive and on the air with Mama Daughter Astrology. Who am I Hi, speaking with? how are you? It's Rosemary. I'm wonderful. Yes, had some good points. You I was going through that. Same thing the past week too. Transformation. You say Ro- I've been going you, you through Rose the same Mar- thing with Rose Maria. Maria. Okay, got you. Yes, and you've been going through the same thing. All right. Uh, almost the same thing. A little bit different, but almost the same way <laughs> for the past week. Okay. Very okay. strange. So I'm like, I was wondering, what is it like? Going to happen, the positive thing, and like you were saying, like <laughs> <laughs> my patience oh, yeah. is almost like almost like ran out. Like you said, it's like when, 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 when. <laughs> I love it. Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about, Rose Maria. Guess what? <laughs> it's already happening. Cool. 
How come I'm not how seeing does, it? How does yeah, that... it's, um, it feels good, but well, it's like it's like okay. you know what I mean. It's like I can't like I'm like I know probably I can't see it yet, but I don't know. I see like certain stuff, but not completely. You know what I mean? It's like um. Mhm. I I don't know how to explain that one, right? <laughs> well, try to explain how you feel because I know I'm I'm in sun and Pisces season with you and everybody else, so I know for a fact more than likely nine times out of nine you can't see it. But how do you feel about it? How do you feel about what's ending and what's on the horizon for you? Um, the ending. I'm glad it's over and done with and dealt with. Yes, it. come on. Yeah. And uh it's like now it's like um getting anxious and mm-hmm. of life. course. Yeah. <laughs> you know that I mean? you're exactly where you're supposed to be. Cool. <laughs> That's exactly how you're supposed to feel right now. You're we're wrapping up so many cycles right now, it's not even funny and we're embarking on so many cycles right now, it's not even funny. So that's exactly how you're supposed to feel. And because and now that you know that the feelings that you have are valid, they're right on point, you're right on target with where you're supposed to be energetically, you can begin to take you already feel good about what you you've you've walked away from and are ending. But to turn that anxiousness into something you can use, allow this energy in Aries to fiery fuel you into the next place you want to be. That's what I've been doing with my 21-day challenge overcomers is that we just just kind of anticipated this coming ahead of time. So we said, okay, what can we pour our new energy into? In this new season, what can we pour this energy that can mask and masquerade as anxiety when you don't know how to utilize it? properly, what can we do to utilize this energy properly so we can get the most out of it? So when you feel yourself getting anxious, I feel it too, trust me. (laughs) I feel it too. But I channel that energy into creating a structure in my mind, creating a structure in my heart, creating a structure in my life that will fit perfectly, precisely, and exactly what I want to see or experience. For example, with the 21-Day Challenge Overcomers, we literally described our dream life. Pisces is about dreams. Pisces is about imagination. Pisces is about endings. We took that energy and we used it to imagine our dream life. We've been doing it every all 17 days of the challenge so far in a variety of fun little forms, you know, that you can engage inside of and be active, actively participate in creating your dreams. <laughs> so it'll look like you want it to look and not look like the nightmare that you left behind. So I would encourage you and all the listeners to do the same. I mean, we got 17 days on you guys, but y'all still have a good strong, you know, five days before this new season comes, and now you have something to do that you know to do consciously with the energy because it's not going to do nothing but get stronger as we get to the day that the new astrological year starts, the new spring season starts, the new... You know, we're already kind of in the new eclipse six months, you know, season starting. So now you know when that comes, 
Let me, you know what, let me write down. That's just a trigger now. For you, that's just a notification. Just like on your phone, something beeping and going off. Oh, when that anxiety comes, it's the, your mind beeping and going off to say, I either need to write something down pertaining to my dreams because when you write it down, you make it real. You bring it out of the air element where you can't see it, the spirit element where you can't see it, the Pisces element where you can't see it and you're all anxious about it, and you tangibly ground it down to the earth. You bring it into the physical realm. And you use that fire and that passion that can masquerade as anxiety, and you use it as fuel. Okay, now I have fuel when this anxiety comes to write down and ground out my dreams. Okay, once you get through writing down, you say, well, every time the anxiety comes, I have been writing stuff down. I mean, I've been, I've been wrote a whole book. Okay, when you get dissatisfied with that, then you use that because then you, that you're going to be anxious after that. Well, I've written stuff down and I still haven't seen anything and this hasn't occurred. Okay, there's anxious coming, anxiousness coming again. There's that notification, that tri- alert going off. It's time to do, ground it out and utilize my passion in a different way or even more, which in, at that point you could choose to, like me and my 21-day challenge overcomers, step inside the dream. Take it off out of your mind, take it off the paper, and live it, experience. Take one step. You don't have to live the full dream. No, you don't have the mansion yet. No, you don't have the husband and the children and the family and the dogs and the fence yet. But, God damn it, you got a mind, you got a mouth, you got hands. You can do something. You can, and you have, especially in these last days of Pisces, that mind, that imagination. The thing about it is, uh, Rosemaria, your mind Your spirit recognizes, that's why I asked you about how you feel, not about what's going on. I don't even need to know your situation. I need to know how you feel because the universe responds to the vibration of your song, whatever song you're singing. If you're singing an old sad, just another sad love song, you're just singing another sad love song, guess what? The universe is going to say, oh, Rose Maria wants some more stuff to sing sad songs about. Let's give it to her. But if you wake up, I didn't wake up in the best of moods today, but I, I, took, I took my power back when I started to feel pitiful. I, took, I stepped back inside of my power, and instead of singing another sad love song, oh, I had a... A praise party, you hear me? And I raised my vibration energetically, how I felt, to the point where I put myself back on the vibration of my dreams instead of the vibration of another sad song. So does that help you at all today? Yes, it does. Yay. I have recorded your number, if you don't mind, uh, sometime here in the next week. Uh, As you know, we're Switching into the new season, if you don't mind, I'd like to check on you, uh, you know, during sure, business hours. Sure, appreciate it. Sure, appreciate it. No problem. It. Thank you. I appreciate you Thank so you. much for calling in. And if you like to, I can place you on hold. You can finish listening to the show. Sure, I appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate you. Thank you, Rose Maria. That's what I'm talking about. Rose Maria, just like a lot of people I talk to, are already where they're supposed to be. And I understand it because we're in Pisces season and you can't pin anything down. That's what Pisces season is all about. You're not supposed to. You know what you're supposed to do in Pisces season? Be. Yeah, you heard me. B-E, be. You're supposed to simply be. You're supposed to simply 
flow in the Piscean waters of your imagination. Flow, go with the flow of the Piscean waters of your dreams. If you can't dream in Pisces season, tell me, please, when is it appropriate to engage your dreams, endure your dreams, go after your dreams passionately? And I mean, if not now, when? And so that's what I've been doing. That's what I've been encouraging. My 21-day overcomers, my, my my dear precious mama's babies, all of my mama's babies, are, of course, are challenge overcomers. So you you already know if you're a mama's baby, then you, you, you stay ahead right along with me. <laughs> and so for those of you who, who haven't subscribed and are not my mama's babies, by title um, and chose nonetheless to participate in the challenge. I just appreciate you. It just is a, I don't really just need a whole, I've never been the type of person that just need a whole bunch of people with me in school. I never wrote with a crowd. I never was like trying to click up or anything like that. I, I am a leader. My life path number is a one for a reason. <laughs> so it wasn't the 21 day challenge was not about just you know trying to rally and garner up support but I do appreciate the support I can't overlook that it's been overwhelming and amazing and humbling and I just appreciate y'all so anytime is a good time to take a quick moment out to acknowledge you guys for that it's just y'all blow my mind Okay, before I get into the last the last three signs I had to give horoscopes for for the full moon, started with Aries and Libra. Y'all see last week I did it on the uh because it's it's a full moon, I did it on the axis. So whatever your sign is, there is an opposite sign. If you are a Leo, your opposite sign is Aquarius. I forgot to ask you, Rose Maria, what your sign is. I'll make sure to ask you when I call you. Um, if you are a Taurus, your opposite sign is Scorpio. If you are a Libra, your opposite sign is Aries, okay? And never more than at a full moon where the sun is opposite the moon, <laughs> Are those um, glaring and stark polarities made uh, reveal themselves more? Okay, so the final signs were Aries, Libra, which I just said, Leo, Aquarius, which I happen to have just said, and then Sagittarius, Gemini. Before I do that, right before I do that, just indulge me just for a couple of quick minutes. I have it, it's such a monumental testimonial, I have to throw it in here on the show somewhere, um, about my Virgo full moon. I would love to hear about you guys' um, Virgo full moon here over the weekend. It was on Sunday the 12th um, in the rising uh, in the central time zone about 10, 10 a.m. And, of course, leading up to Sunday, the energies were intensifying. I know you were on the road and saw the people driving crazy, and <laughs> Mercury was just going into Aries the next day. I mean, but the people were already on it and the intensity of the full moon and all that. Well, I got invited, unbeknownst to me. I've, this is a, brand new for me. I have never been invited to such an event and weeks prior to it occurring here on Monday, the day after the full moon, is when I was notified about it or invited. And so 
I was invited by someone who I was told at one point, this is how y'all, this is why I want us to learn to wait, to learn to be patient. Because there's not one transit, there's not one eclipse season, there's not one season that something occurs in your life that is going to last forever, for the good or for the bad. It's all passing away. Just like this Pisces season where we're, you know, ending things and we're waiting on new things to begin and we're anxious and we're, like, caught in the middle and it's, like, a really uncomfortable place to be because we either want to be back where we were or where we're going to be already. And so uh, got invited. This is the first time thing never happened before. Got invited by someone who actually told me to eclipse at least two eclipse seasons ago, <laughs> they, they did not want me to talk to them about astrology ever. And, of course, it was for religious purposes, religious reasons. They felt a certain type of way about hearing the term Mars. It made them feel uncomfortable. They felt a certain type of way about hearing the term Saturn. It, it rubbed them the wrong way, and I had to respect that. Over a year later, this same person <laughs> invites me to a full moon gathering, (laughs) and so I couldn't help but accept the invitation. It was on this past Monday, a day after the full moon, and I just, I'm here to tell you that amazing things not only come to those who wait, because you can be waiting and waiting badly. You can be waiting on on a low vibrational frequency, and you're going to attract exactly on the level that you're waiting on. Or you can wait with turning that anxiety into joyful expectancy, okay, and thankfulness that you have a little more time that you're being graced and gifted with to prepare for what's coming, especially if you have the nerve to believe and know that what's coming is coming, that what's coming is in your highest good. It's coming and it's for your highest good. So went to the gathering. I ended up in a room with women that looked just like me, so many women, in fact, that there was not enough seats in the venue that we were at. We were in a venue owned by a woman that looks just like me who serves uh, fresh squeezed juice in her establishment, and there were more beautiful, powerful, (laughs) full moon ready, (laughs) full moon in Virgo ready (laughs) women than I ever could have imagined. There were women sitting on the floor gladly, happily, and willingly sitting on the floor and standing up and not complaining, enjoying themselves and sharing and receiving and being fed and fueled with the intensity and the power of the full moon. It was like a dream come true. And so Virgo does, you know, represent, um, you know, the goddess, the mother, the virgin, the woman. So it was no small thing. Even the facilitator said, well, hell, we had it last month. We had plenty of seats. (laughs) So it took a Virgo full moon for all the women to show up, I suppose. And so, um, but the kicker is this, the kicker is this. 
here I am talking to y'all, my 21-day challenge overcomers, my mama's babies, about extreme self-care. And what do you think the topic was when I sat down and the facilitator opened up the circle for conversation? Routine, the very things that Virgo described. She actually mentioned Virgo. And she, uh, not just any full moon, but specifically she mentioned this being the Virgo full moon. And she mentioned um, health and routine. Of course, that's what Virgo governs, work, health, our daily routine. And and it just astonished and astounded me because of the correlation to all those themes and things to uh, everything about Pisces that I had been bringing forth for y'all, you know, just the meditation, relaxation, compassion, understanding, surrender, acceptance, forgiveness, extreme self-care, it all fell so beautifully in line. And, of course, there were like three Virgo women there. That was crazy. <laughs> and then um, it, it was just its so much that I could say about it. But I just wanted to share that with you guys. Um, continue to align. If, you're, if you find yourself maybe like Rose Maria, maybe like me, and we're – having to leave behind things, leave behind routines, leave behind old ways of being and doing, um, release people that have shown us clearly, especially by the light of that full moon, fully shown us, you know, who they are and we believe them, that we've had to release them as well. Uh, It's a powerful thing to release, y'all. Because when you do, you open yourself, your aura, your life up for what you say that you want. Put put some money where that mouth is. Put some action behind it. It's, yes, it's going to be a challenge. Ask me, ask any of my 21-day challenge overcomers. Oh, it's going to be a challenge, and you're going to be tempted to falter, to fall back, to go back to the very thing you're leaving, the very thing you know beyond a shadow of a doubt you must leave alone. You'll be tempted to go back. You'll be tempted to fall back on old patterns, but it's it's not gonna. It's gonna continue to not serve you. It's gonna continue to not serve you. It's gonna continue to contribute to your unhappiness. It's gonna It's gonna continue to keep you in a low vibrational pull toward this downward spiral and direction. But it's only gonna get into more and more intense. If you don't deal with it this eclipse season, what do you think will happen next eclipse season if you even make it energetically and psychologically to next eclipse season? That's six months away. What you do now, even though you cannot see the direct results and benefits to it because it's Pisces season and Pisces is about what you can't see. If you can't see right now, cool, you're in the same Pisces waters with the rest of us. But there are some of us in these Piscean waters, we continue to thrive because we choose to tap in to this Pisces energy on the highest vibrations possible. When you can't see, just be. When you can't see, pray. When you can't see, meditate. When you can't see, dream. When you can't see, imagine. Even blind people can imagine. All right, y'all. I just had to throw that in there. For my Sagittarius and Geminis here at the full moon. Now, this full moon energy is going to go right up until the new moon in Aries on the 27th, okay? Um, the, The full moon energies last until the next new moon. 
All right, the next new moon, not this week, not next week, but the week after that, it's on Monday, the 27th at 7 degrees Aries. It's actually later that evening in the central time zone. Looks like that will be 9.59, almost 10 p.m., okay? What I'm telling you, because the only reason I'm throwing it in here because I want to be fair and I didn't get to the last three sets of signs last week. I was just, I felt led to just go in on this Pisces frequency, and I just, I just, I just bead. I just bead. Sagittarius, Gemini, y'all are dealing with through the 27th, goals realized, 10th house, as well as, that's for Sagittarius, as well as laying the foundation for goals to be realized with Gemini, that's the fourth house, Okay. You st- Gemini, you starting from the bottom, and six months from now you can be looking like Sagittarius talking about, and now we're here. Starting from the bottom, but now we're here. Starting from laying the foundation for goals to be realized to actually realizing the goal. Sagittarius, you can experience progress with goals that you have been being responsible and dutiful with, working hard, working smart, working hard, and, and you – or – if you haven't been working hard, hard and smart, and then lagging on your duties and responsibilities, you could experience a setback. Now, I'm talking to you about this post-full moon, but, of course, this energy could be any time in between now and then, and not that you would be waiting on a setback, Sagittarius, or waiting on something to happen. You know, oh, my gosh, have I been irresponsible? Have I been reckless? Is something still going to happen in between now and the 27th? No, you would have already known it and seen it by the light of that full moon, trust me. I'm telling you still, because I want to focus your attention, Sagittarius, and the remainder of the signs um, that I didn't get to last week on the energy that you have to work with that's working in your favor through the 27th. For you, Sagittarius, it's that 10th house of the direction your life is headed in, the goals that you set for yourself, the um, the way you parent yourself and are responsible. So. Um, and, and the 10th house Sagittarius is the top, the highest peak of the astrological wheel. It's at the very top of the chart for all to see. The 10th house represents your public responsibility, you being visible in the eyes, easily visible in the eyes of others, however you feel about that. Um, but it talks about, uh, you know, achieving goals. So, um, it, it, it'll be real hard for you to hide yourself right now. You know, you're out there uh, energetically. And you may not want to. It may be in your best interest, Sagittarius. If you have something to promote, by all means, even if it's just you, please promote yourself, promote your career. Um, I'm talking to you, Sag suns, Sag rising or ascendance, as well as Sagittarius moons, okay? And like if, it's your, if you, Sagittarius is your moon, it would emotionally satisfy you to behave in this way. Um, Things definitely because it's the full moon season, things that you have been hanging on to, it could be a Capricorn since it's 10th house. It could be an elder or a parent or, you know, like I said before, ways of being and relating with your parent, with an elder, with a mentor, people that are represented by this 10th house. It may be past time for you to go on and cut those cords with those particular kinds of people, okay? Uh, 
if you are, you know, at the point, Sagittarius, where you're deciding to go into a new direction, like I said, with Gemini, is starting from the bottom. With y'all, is now we're here. And now that you're here, Sagittarius, uh, sun, moon, and rising, you may sense that, you know what? <laughs> I didn't mean to get to come here. I didn't mean to go here. I didn't mean to put my ladder up against this building. Now I got to climb down and put it on the other building. You know, so... You could be experienced since you're at that highest peak and point where you have your most easily seen, but you can most easily see from up here too, Sagittarius. So if you feel like you want to make an adjustment, you can. While this moon is waning, while we're seeing appear it appears to be waning, and we're seeing less and less of the light of it in the sky, know that you can work with these. Not just you, but anybody can work with these energies to release, to shed, to let go of anything that's no longer serving you and that you do not want to carry into your new season because that's what's going to be happening by the 27th when we all get ready to do something new in Aries, okay? For Gemini, y'all, of course, are experiencing the full moon from the bottom, so to speak, the fourth house, which is at the very bottom of the chart. And so that deals with home. That deals with you being at home within yourself, Gemini. That deals with family. That deals with your residence. That deals with property and real estate, okay? That deals with the people who support you, okay? Specifically, the people who support you, the people who make you feel at home, all right, Gemini? You can be settling some things at home, finishing up some things at home, finalizing things related to a home or your family, um, or, or or you can be it. See, with this full moon, you're either going to scrap the light, the light of that full moon, either going to show you you need to cut it, <laughs> you need to cut it, you need to scrap it, you need to let that go, or the light of the full moon is going to show you, you know what, it's working, and you need to go harder so you can get even more and better results. So. As much it could, as it could be, Gemini, things that you're wrapping up and finishing at, at the home or with family or with a particular family member, you can be even more emotionally fourth house. Isn't it a water house? Come on. You can be even more emotionally connected um, to it with your own emotions and your own core, your own inner foundation, uh, and that become even stronger or even the uh, the connections you have with these, once again, these specific people who support you like family, even if they're not blood relatives, okay? Definitely, Gemini, you want to be working on strengthening yourself internally, supporting your own self emotionally from your core. And, and you, if you are going to spend time with people in between now and the 27th, make sure it's people that, they got your front, your back, your insides and outs. Support you, okay? Uh, yeah, I think that's all I want to say, Gemini. Fourth house, Gemini, is also a very, very, you know, if the very opposite is the 10th house and Saturn, Capricorn, 10th house, that whole thing represents karma, then the relationship to the fourth house is going to be similar in its karmic uh uh, relationship. So you could say the fourth house is a karmic house too. For Gemini's and Sagittarius, this next few days uh, through the 27th, leading up to the Aries season uh, ingressing, then I want y'all to just take heed. Energy, who you allow to be around you at this time, okay? 
protect your energy is the way I want to say it, and I really don't want to say too much more because I don't want to put anything on it. Mercury is still square in Saturn right now, and I need to just keep it short and sweet and to the point. Gemini and Sagittarius, protect your energy. All money ain't good money, and the attention you pay, even though it's not money you're paying, the attention you pay to anything and anyone, I'm talking TV, media, social media, people in your life, um, even your energy towards certain things like your family and home and your career, keep it as high vibrational as you can and you'll be glad you did as we move into the new season, okay? Leo and Aquarius. Leo, for y'all, Leo and Aquarius is that polarity, the opposite ends of the spectrum, which y'all are. The opposite of Leo is Aquarius. The opposite of Aquarius is Leo. For y'all, it's about valuing yourself and being valued or by someone else, or you could say sharing values with someone else. For Leo, it's more about valuing yourself right now. Um, you could definitely, over uh, through the 27th, come through feeling more stable, more secure, not only um, as it relates to your self-esteem and your confidence in yourself, but also in your finances and, and, and your possessions and things you own and, and just things that you value, okay? Um, Focus on your finances. Um, Don't spend unnecessarily, Leo. Be very thoughtful about what you spend. They say when I was in the in that old time religion, they say they said um, where a man's treasure is, where a man's money is, where he puts his money, that's where where a man's heart is, where a man's treasure is, that's where his heart is also. That's what it is. I was saying it right and I thought I wasn't. Where a man's treasure or money is, that's where his heart is. If somebody going to show you what they think, how they value themselves by everything they got. If they got a house full of damn liquor, well, hell, you might be fooling with an alcoholic. Who knows? Or at least an alcohol connoisseur. I don't want to put people out there like that. You may not be an alcoholic. You may just be an alcohol connoisseur. But you can kind of tell something about what somebody values based on what they have, based on what they, the way they spend. So I'm just admonishing you, Leo, my dear precious mama's babies that are Leos, um, to focus more on how you value yourself because that's going to determine what you pull in, what you collect, what you possess, what you purchase, what you attract, okay? If you need more money, my dear Leos, I need you to focus on trimming the fat in your finances, trimming the fat in your how you value yourself, getting real diligent and responsible and dutiful about how you value yourself. If you get real diligent and dutiful about uh, knowing your worth, knowing you're worthy, knowing you're valuable, knowing you're priceless, guess what? All the money in the world, all the jewels and diamonds, and it it won't even it'll seem like nothing all of a sudden, and then you'll start seeing in your material world things that you had hadn't had barely even dreamed of because you you see by comparison it ain't nothing, a million dollars ain't got nothing on you. You're priceless, Leo. Watch how you valuing yourself 
benefits your finances in the season and the astrological year to come, okay? Um, this is definitely a full moon time, so it's about winding things down. Leo, if you got anybody you owe something to, give it to them. If you got to pay something off, pay it off. If you have a financial obligation, make sure you're good on it, okay? That's a part of you valuing yourself, too. Value yourself enough to know that you're worthy of being on top of your finances, not always running behind them, okay? Moving on to Aquarius um, for you. That was second house I was talking about, uh, Leo, okay? And so for Aquarius, it's just opposite in the eighth house where this full moon energy is going on for you. So we're talking about shared values, not just you valuing yourself, but in addition to valuing yourself, how you share that with others. You're going to share with others based on the level that you value yourself. If you think you ain't shit, you're going to attract some others to share those values with you, and y'all, good luck, and y'all probably going to have a hell of a time. (laughs) But if you value yourself highly, like Leo is going to be focused on and shedding and releasing things that don't line up with how they value themselves, if you do that same thing, Aquarius, and continue to do it, I'm not going to assume y'all aren't doing it, but if you continue to do that same thing during this particular sensitive time leading up through the 27th, then you definitely are going to tend to see it in the resources and values that you share with others. If you're in an intimate, deep uh, relationship with someone, which the eighth house talks about, Aquarius, then you may see it beautifully, you know, uh, show up there. Um, you, you can share resources with anybody, your parents, you know, if you're not out on your own yet, hell, you're sharing resources with them. If you're in a relationship, you know, cohabitating, you share resources with them. You, you share resources with your children. You share resources with your grandchildren who may not even be here yet if you intend on leaving a legacy. Eighth house is the house of a legacy. Aquarius, what do you need to shed, release, let go of as we lead into the 20, this new season as of the 27th that can possibly positively impact your finances that you share with others or that others share with you? One thing about it, Aquarius, not only is this full moon season about shedding and releasing, but the eighth house has another element where the second house, where Leo's having their full moon, where they're collecting things and attracting things, you're in the exact opposite place, Aquarius. So you're releasing. Eighth house is about letting go. Letting go. Not, not. See, people get freaked out by the term let go. It's like, no, I don't want to let go. No, I want to hold on forever. Let go. If you let go, in order to share with your child, did you lose out on anything? If you let go to share with your divine partner, did you lose anything? If your parents let go to share with you, did they lose anything or are they making an invaluable, irreplaceable, priceless investment? That's why I want Leo to invest in themselves first. Leo, honing on those talents, natural talents, skills, and abilities first. Appreciate yourself first. Aquarius, I want y'all in putting yourself first, valuing yourself first, and appreciating yourself first. I want you to monitor how this affects the relationship with people you share resources with, the people that you share intimacy with. Eighth house is is deep, and it's psychological, and it's intimate, and it's transformative. 
What is keeping you? What do you need to shed, let go of, and release, Aquarius, in order to transform? Transform your your emotions, transform your money. It's a money house. So uh, anything you feel like is bogging you down, the eighth house energy, if it's like a low vibrational, it can be real oppressive and jealous and obsessive and some more. I told you it was psychological. It can be some more other stuff. So if you're an Aquarius and you're going through a hard time, I promise you it's something you need to shed and let go of. You got a let go season, full moon, in a let go house, eighth house. So you tell me what you're supposed to be doing through the 27th. And last but not least, <laughs> Mamas, Aries, and Libras. Y'all are dealing with the um, axis of working to hold on. That's sixth house, where you're working, which is where Aries is having their full moon, where you're working for something in return. Clearly, unmistakably, everybody involved know it. No, no hiding that. And Libra is dealing with the full moon in their uh, their their area of working to let go. Uh, Libra is working selflessly. Libra is working and not expecting nothing in return. Okay, selfless, a conditional love. Let me get to Aries first. Aries. Through the 27th, I want y'all to focus on the, the very Virgo energy this full moon is in. That governs the sixth house that you're having, experiencing this full moon through. So you're going to be focused, so beautiful and perfect for you, Aries. You're going to be focused on your health, your health routines, your work, your work routines, how you choose to get money, uh, the people that do services and work for you. You may have to make some adjustments there, literally, if you have employees or even if it's just people that provide services for you, like the mailman and the milkman and the cashier and, the, you know, whoever, a beautician, whoever provides services for you. It may be... Uh, that you can hold on to more if you trim some of that fat uh, in these areas, work projects, work issues, being recognized for work that you've done, um, streamlining your daily routine, um, letting this, ooh, Aries, this is the house. If you have a bad, I'm telling you all, it's, it's your daily routine, right? This is the house where you can really overcome some challenges in your daily routine by the way of bad habits or, like I said, your health. Okay, if you're dealing with this or that issue and you know that you all, all you got to do is eat a certain type of thing every day or quit eating a certain type of thing every day, this is the time to do it, Aries. I know y'all itching and anxious just like the rest of us because y'all got that naturally with your Aries sun, moon, or rising. But even more so, um, the sixth house wants to have something to show for the work that it's done or else you really going to be easily stressed out in, in during these next uh, about week and a half, okay, Aries? Um, Try not to burn out, <laughs> especially with Mercury already in Aries. Try not to burn out, especially in your mind and in your movements. But I want you to channel that somewhere, just like I suggested to Rose Maria, and that has worked so beautifully for myself and my mama's babies, my 21-day challenge overcomers, put it somewhere. Hell, you can take that energy and put it into the thing you don't want to do or the thing that you need to do and ain't been doing in your routine and your health. 
don't be scared. Just like everybody else I've addressed, Aries, don't be scared to shed. Don't be scared to let go. By the time the sun enters your sign, you're going to be ready to go, like I always say about Aries. So by all means, don't let anything in your daily routine and in your health and in your work hold you back, okay? And last but not least, Libra, 12th house. I told y'all this is about the work where you're being selfless, and it's the work you don't like. It's 12th house. It's the Pisces house. It's the work you do where you're not necessarily seeing physically with your eyes the results of the work you're doing, but you're doing as much work as Aries. So for my Libras, things in the past, um, subconscious issues, um, uh, that's what the 12th house rules, the background, the things you can't see, they could be obstacles for you, and you can't even pinpoint it, Libra, because you can't see it. You can feel it. I'm going to tell you, Libra, tap into your emotions and your feelings. Don't be in your feelings, but utilize your feelings as a compass to direct you and tell you where you're at. You can feel where you're at. You can feel in your gut if you're good, if you're on the path or not. And it may be something that you can't see, but that's there, and you can feel it that is making it difficult for you to release and let go of something in this season of releasing, surrendering, and letting go. But you are having a full moon that represents letting go in the house, another house. Eighth house was one. I just told um, I just told um, Aquarius that. But there's another house of letting go, and it's this 12th house, uh, Libra, and it's the final letting go. <laughs> With Aquarius, it's about going deep and psychological and letting go. With y'all, it's still you got to go deep, but it's about letting go once and for all, or at least being willing to. And it helps if you're willing to forgive, Libra. It helps if you're willing to surrender and accept, just accept, face the facts. And maybe that will help you let go. Maybe you're holding on because you just don't want to face the reality that it is what the mm, it is point blank and period, but the quicker you allow yourself, especially between now and the 27th, I admonish you real strongly, Libra, don't go into the 27th holding on to that BS that you know you need to let go of. Uh, So much so, Libra, that if you need to talk to somebody, be it mama, daughter, be it a, a psychotherapist, be it another, uh, you know, spiritual practitioner, by all means, this is that time for you. You do not want to go into the new astrological year on that BS that this full moon in Virgo was giving you the, the, the direct energetic opportunity to work with the energies of the multiverses on your side, in your favor, to let go of it. Don't let this season go by and don't do it, okay? Or else you'll just see later on it's not a thread or anything like that. I've been watching this for many cycles now. What you'll see later on is just more difficulty. It'll be even more difficult. You'll be even more tied in and wrapped up and, you know, uh, uh, bonded with these issues that when they come up, when the feelings come up, Libra, even if they're unpleasant feelings, don't be scared. 12th house, I know, governs fear. I get it. 
but y'all heard me talking about Pisces and Clubhouse Energy for the last month and a half, and y'all know my feelings on it. Fuck fear, period. The shit ain't real. It's a figment of your 12th house Pisces imagination. That's why it's governed by the same energy, fear and imagination. And you know what else is governed by 12th house Pisces energy, Libra? Trust and unconditional love and compassion and understanding, okay? Uh, To wrap up... uh, I'll just take you from where we're at right now. I know for a fact the moon is in Scorpio right now. It came into Scorpio at 10, 11 a.m. Central Time today. (laughs) I have Venus in Scorpio, so I love Scorpio energy. I love Scorpios. My mom is a Scorpio, so the, the, you know, Scorpio is like more of this energy where you can't really see because it's all mysterious and psychological. Like how do you see somebody's psychology except they physically display it in their behavior and how long does that take? That's why Scorpio energy rules research. It rules investigation. It rules, there's an element of astrology in there. Um, uh, and it governs transformation by all means, by all means. I invite you to be emotionally satisfied to transform as of this rising. Uh, looks like through Friday night when the moon goes into Sag. In between now and then while the moon is in Scorpio, we've got the sun square to Saturn. We just had Mercury square Saturn. I just talked to you all about that. It's still a good idea and a good season to trim the fat and be responsible with how you and what you communicate. I know Mercury is in Aries. I know curbing <laughs> curbing your enthusiasm when it comes to communications and movements and travel is going to be difficult or can be. But with Sun Square Saturn just um, here on uh, uh, Friday, you're going to get a reminder of what the whole Mercury Square thing is about. When Sun Square Saturn it can talk about um, te- being tested and challenged, and in the midst of those tests and challenges, responding or reacting to them with pessimism or even depression, okay? Let me tell you now in advance, it's not that deep. If you're listening to the show here around Friday, because, you know, these alignments don't happen in a vacuum, you know, the, it's hell, the sun is square and Saturn right now, um, and it will be for days after Friday, but uh, it can get really intense and show up for you intensely. So as we come closer to the date of uh, and time of its exactness. Uh, with Sun Square Saturn, Sun is our ego, our will, um, what we want. It could suffer because it's it'll be kind of difficult to for us to get our own way and achieve our goals. Or we can feel like that because with the square to Saturn, Saturn's like the cosmic party pooper. <laughs> it's so much more. But in a in a um describing this particular transit, that's how it may likely present itself. Something raining on your ego parade, something raining on the parade of what you want. Or just you once again feeling like that. Um, you could be feeling restricted. You could be feeling weighed down. You could be feeling hemmed in. You could be feeling blocked out, you know. So uh, especially when you're being dutiful and responsible, it could feel like, well, goddamn, all I do is clean and work and hustle and 
And so just know it's a passing transit and that it's a square. So it's just a test. It's just a test to prove you. It's just a test to prove your character. It's just a, the sun is also your identity. By all means, express yourself. You may be feeling like you can't, but you can. Don't let pessimism, depression, negative thinking make you feel like you can't. Maybe that's your test or your challenge with this square. And so, yeah, you may have to work a little harder. Saturn's about that hard work, that heart work, that smart work to strive and meet your responsibilities, um, you know, knowing that they could catch up with you later if you don't, you know, but um, – don't 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 take it like this is just the end. if you feel like that you know just buckle down even more and if you don't feel like buckling down even more when that Saturn energy gets to be too much guess what I throw on it some of that Neptune because Neptune can dissolve soften and merge with anything it handle your business and practice some extreme self care you will enjoy it more once you have gotten your duties taken care of. But then fall into that Neptune heavy. It'll still be Pisces season. The um, the the Saturn in Sag will be squaring the Sun in Pisces that day, Friday. So tap in. Tap. Don't let uh get the most out of Sun in Pisces. Don't let no punk ass <laughs> square to Saturn get you down. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. Um, Sun square Saturn. If you were born with Sun square Saturn in your chart, uh, it, it can be it can be one of the most challenging aspects to have in a natal chart. So that does let you know right there. It's yeah, it's not going to necessarily just be the easiest of transits. But if you're willing, the square denotes an opportunity to turn a corner. If you're willing to turn a corner and fuck up a test and a challenge or overcome one, like me and my 21 day overcomers, then you'll get through it and you'll feel feel more empowered. Um, then it, that's why I say it's just the opportunity to prove you, prove your character. Um, people that were born with Sun Square Saturn in their natal chart, like good old Ope, Oprah, Lenny Kravitz, James Brown, Big Sean, Josephine Baker, Harry Belafonte, Malcolm Jamal Warner. Oh, they all know something, a little something about Sun Square Saturn by their natal, by way of their natal chart. Um, also on Friday, 4.56 p.m., almost 5 o'clock in the evening, Central Time, the sun does trine the moon for five hours and four minutes and throws the moon into void, of course, okay? So uh, what's that, Friday after 5? Just promise me this Friday you won't go on a first date. And take it from me, I've, I've been meeting a few people, and if they ask me out on a date for Friday night, I'm going to have to say, well... <laughs> what you doing Saturday? <laughs> the even better, as of Friday, 10 p.m. The um, Central Time, the Moon does enter Sagittarius. So yeah, Saturday will be a much better day for a first date, simply because when the Moon's in fiery passion at Sagittarius, we're going to be coming out of the depths of the Moon being in Scorpio intensely. So, and and we can turn that intensity and passion upward and forward and onward because Sagittarius always wants to expand. We already went deep. Now let's go high with Sagittarius. So uh, we're going to be very emotionally satisfied and crave adventure and new experiences and um, 
being outdoors and being athletic and physical and um, being optimistic and positive and learning expansion in every way. So take it from me, your super Sagittarius astrologer here. That it should, this weekend should be really, really, really good energetically. Um, some celebrities born with the moon in Sagittarius is Oprah, Michael Jordan, Naomi Campbell, Mike Tyson, Lenny Kravitz, Paulo Coelho, Tiger Woods, Lauren Hill, John Legend, Tony Braxton, and I didn't mention, I may not have it. Yeah, some celebrities born with moon in Scorpio, where the moon is right now is uh, Beyonce, Mariah Carey, Bruce Lee, Bob Marley, Will Smith, Snoop. I call him, I, last I heard he was Snoop Lion. So, hey, Snoop Lion. <laughs> the Weeknd, Eddie Murphy, Whoopi Goldberg, and Raven Simone. And with that, my precious mama's babies, we are moving into the week ahead. This week ahead, we are covering Sunday, March the 19th through Saturday, March the 25th, okay, which includes the sun going into Aries, which is the very, very first thing we're going to get into, and I give, I will, let me see how much time I have left. Yeah, I got to let y'all know where it's hitting in y'all's chart so y'all can bust through spring season with your cape on, <laughs> with your cape on, like, Bitch, we are here. <laughs> it is spring season. We are springing forth it ahead of time in fine style, okay? Mama daughter astrology style. You better fool with us. And so here we go. Um, when the sun is in Aries, clearly that's going to be for about a month, just like the sun being in any other sign. It's been in Pisces now almost a month. Sun goes into Aries. Boy, oh, boy. Y'all know what I always say about Aries. They, uh, they stay ready to go. When the sun goes into Aries on Monday, March the 20th at 4.29 a.m. Central Time, we're going to be ready to go. I promise you because Mars, Mars governs the very Aries energy that the sun is going into. So I promise you well before Monday, probably now, just like me and Rose Maria, we ready to go now, <laughs> or at least we want we want to go now, but we uh we gotta wait. <laughs> it, it, we must not be ready if it's not time yet. So we're gonna wait on the universe to take us there. But a lot of us energetically, including my twenty one day overcomers, we've been anticipating the sun entering Aries, and so yeah, we've been here ahead of time as of about seventeen days ago. So, um. For everyone else, if you're just staying a week ahead with us here on the Your Week Ahead with Mama Dada Astrology, you're going to be about a week early and ready to be enthusiastic, spontaneous, motivated by desires to conquer. Aries is the energy of the soldier, of the warrior, of the conqueror, of the brave, courageous soldier at that. Ain't never scared. Stay ready to go. Stay you know, ahead. <laughs> so we can definitely be more impulsive during this month while the sun's in Aries. And we could easily, just like a lot of us are already sensing now energetically, the urge to initiate, the urge to begin things, the urge to start things. Hell, we start in a brand new astrological year. So what you what you think everybody going to be ready to do? Start something. 
Now, I know, I'm going to finish talking to y'all about Sun and Aries, but I know that Venus is retrograde. But guess what? Venus is retrograde in Aries, the very side that the sun is going into. So if anything, things are going to heat up, even with our love, our romances, our relationships, our friendships, um, even though Venus is retrograde that governs all those things. So keep in mind that Venus retrograde doesn't mean that things aren't happening. It doesn't mean things are not moving forward. I know it's retrograde, but that just means we are reassessing, we are reviewing, we are re-looking over, going back over, looking back over, um, scrutinizing, you know what I mean, the, the, the lesser benefits. <laughs> I, I call it lesser benefits because I know Jupiter, this retrograde also, is the great beneficent the great benefactor, the great benefits in our lives. And so we're scrutinizing and going back and looking over those as well. But Venus is what many astrologers refer to as the lesser of the two benefic planets or energies. And so in in large and in small ways, uh, while Venus and and Jupiter have been retrograde, uh, depending on what area of your chart, is the perfect time. Even with the sun in Aries and us wanting to push forward, push forward in going back over some things. If somebody's trying to hem you into a brand new relationship and all kind of stuff, put, look, this is a good energy to do a background check on their tails. Look, push forward with that. <laughs> Go look, scrutinize that, review that, reassess that. Don't let anybody push you into areas you're not comfortable going into in this season, even with, after the sun enters Aries. And don't you push anybody into territory that they're not willing and and believe that they're ready to go. Um, after April 15th, when Venus stations direct, it, it will be a more appropriate time after that point to just move forward with things, to go ahead and commit to somebody, to go ahead and to commit to something. Venus doesn't just rule relationships. It rules money. It rules all kinds of social relationships and partnerships, okay? Um, Aries don't give a fuck. I know that. (laughs) So while the sun is in Aries, I'm telling you, Mercury is in Aries already, and my mind and mouth is real happy about it (laughs) because I just get to let her rip, and the energy is conducive and supportive to that. Like if you can't let her rip in a Mercury and Aries, when can you? Mercury is going to be going into the darn retrograde zone right before the Aries new moon on the 26th. So while Mercury is in full motion and not in the retrograde zone, move forward with any plans. This is the time to do it. Move forward with any plans, not not the initiating of it and the committing to a final thing with somebody, but moving forward with the plans. Mercury rules planning mental preparation, mental processes, writing things down. Mercury rules writing and reading. Read up on it. Like I said, do that background check. Read through the background check carefully. Don't skip a line. It may contain the very information you need to know about this person that want to rush you into a relationship or a partnership of any kind. 
Uh, and even more so with the sun entering Aries because that can talk about being short-sighted because Aries can be so impulsive and impatient and, you know, ready to go. You can miss stuff and not really want to plan ahead. But I'm telling you how to – I'm hipping you to the game because of these retrogrades. <sighs> be brave. Be bold. Don't let the sun be in Aries and you scared. Don't let the sun be in Aries and you immediately mouthing around and won't say what's on your mind. Aries is a pioneering energy, okay? It can be a little innocent and naive. It is the baby of the zodiac, the very first sign. So it can be a little premature and on the low end, a little immature. But at the highest vibration, Aries wants to... Uh, inspire us to do something, inspire us to take action, inspire us to move forward, inspire us to utilize our drive, our passion, our energy, our sexual energy to spark us. It only takes a spark. Aries is the spark, a powerful, fiery spark at that. Whatever wants to spark in your life, whatever you want to spark, this is going to be the energy to begin to make the bold moves to do it under, okay? Uh, what else I want to tell you all about sun going into Aries? Um, I want you all to check out Tarot.com. Clearly, I want before even before that, I want you all to check out MyAstrologyCoach.com, MamaDataAstrology.com, Inner Peace Lighthouse. Um, but I forgot to, I failed to mention last week um, some of the sites that I regularly um, uh, build my notes from. Tarot.com is one of them. They usually have some really good lists for do's and don'ts for particular um, ingresses, like the sun ingressing into Aries, as well as the Dark Pixie Astrology um, and Astrology King. And definitely patronize and donate to their site. All right, so some of the do's and don'ts, actually a lot of do's, and how to make the most. Forget the don'ts. We're going to focus on what to do and how to make the most of the sun during airy season. Uh, they they just are mirroring and mimicking things that I've already said, but just here are some quick reminders. Initiate. Lead fearlessly. You know, lead yourself, your energy, your spirit into the new territory that you're almost being pushed into. Hell, like I said before, you can't go back. So you got to go forward. You might as well go forward fearlessly, leading the way courageously into a new uncharted territory in your life. You might as well go on and be brave because the energy is here to support you in doing so. Um, what to say? <laughs> okay, Aries is the energy that talks about me, the head. So it. It, it's where selfishness exists in the zodiac. It exists in Aries. It don't exist nowhere else. So, so in the highest and healthiest of ways, that can be the best thing. But everybody may not take it so well, um, especially if they're inclined to opposing energy, like Libra, who's all about others. And so try to kind of curb what you say, uh, like it, like I said, with the, especially with this Mercury square Saturn, at least right now it probably won't it won't be squaring Saturn there, although, yeah, it's going to retrograde. I'm going to have to look into that. It might end up squaring Saturn again. But uh, <clears throat> whether it's squaring Saturn or not, 
knowing that the Aries energy can get ahead of itself, and Mercury definitely will still be there when the sun goes there. So continue uh, to consider, yes, like I, I know that I just said, well, Mercury has been Aries, you know, hell, it's the season to let her rip. But what I'm trying to communicate to you effectively is that everyone is not going to take that the right way. Now, Mercury's in Aries. The sun's going to be in Aries. Uh, you're probably not going to care if how people take it, and they're probably not going to care how you take it. But I admonish you to stay out of your feelings and, and consider that other people could take what you're saying wrong. They could, they could deem you as coming across as bossy or t- um, telling them that you're right and they're wrong or just being impatient, not letting them get a word in edgewise and you hurrying up to say something before they say what they're going to say, just stuff like that. Just be mindful. Be willing to be patient. Be willing to listen be willing to at least let them talk. Now, you may want to talk first, but at least be willing to listen to them next. And and maybe you don't have to be first all the darn time, and you can let them say something first the next time. <laughs> I'm trying to help everybody out of here. Here we go. Okay, where to go while the sun is in Aries? Well, I already told y'all Aries is a, a, a energy all about movement forward and taking action and utilizing that drive and that passion to, to fearlessly and powerfully lead you into wherever you're sparked to head into next. And so um, anything kind of action-oriented, anything where you can be cool, um, even if it's you indulging in sports yourself, you indulging in something physical yourself, clearly Mars governs sex, so it's a really good energy if you are in a situation where that is going to be what that is um, and not a regret. I, I told y'all Venus is still going to be retrograde when all this is going on, so move slow, and Aries don't want to move slow. So find you something to do, somewhere to go, where you can let some of that sexual energy out healthily, effectively, um, just. You may this may sun and airy season maybe it will be when you finally get your new um, physical routine exercise routine off the ground because trust me you're going to want to do something with all that good energy. Now what to wear? Um, <laughs> what to wear? Just I'll put it to you like this: just stay ready. I told y'all airy stay ready to go. Just stay ready to go. Don't. This is not the sit. Listen to me closely. Sun and Aries season, spring season, the start of spring season, especially, is not the season to lounge around. You know, wake up and I ain't got nothing to do. I ain't got nowhere to go. Uh uh-uh. uh. Wake up and get ready and stay ready. Stay ready to go. Stay ready to go somewhere. If you're single, I want to hear it. You better stay looking date. Stay looking date ready. I don't care if you chillax during the day. Look, when you step out in the even time, act like you were going on a date that day. Stay ready for a date because you might meet somebody that want to take you on a date right then. It's that kind of thing, okay, when it comes to what to wear. Keep a, keep Look, keep you... <laughs> Keep you a pair of your best tennis shoes in, in the back of the car, you know, or in your carry, <laughs> in your bag that you, <laughs> excuse me, in your bag that you carry, 
because you never know when you, you know, just want to take a jog, jog off somewhere. This is, I'm telling y'all, this is going to, you're going to feel ready to go. If people already right now, like me and Rosemaria, that's ready to go. And so in this season, you definitely want to stay ready. <laughs> what to eat? Um you know, Aries is a hot, passionate, fiery energy. So, you know, if you can handle spicy food and stuff like that, that could also potentially satisfy the energy of Aries that wants to, you know, indulge on that frequency. So hot dishes, hot tamales, whatever, hot sauce. What to watch out for, um, just the impulsiveness and other people's impulsivity, your own, of course, first and foremost, but then recognizing it in other people, their impulsivity, their uh, impatience, their uh, ret-to-go-ness. <laughs> and if they ret-to-go and leave you, well, that's probably why. <laughs> so you may want to watch out for that. Um, of course, driving and your physical movements, the actions that you're physically taking, um, the way you're expressing yourself, um, just consider that if you come on too strong, hey, others just might not be able to handle it. They may not, may not be able to take the fiery Aries heat. So as opposed to telling them, telling them to get their ass about the kitchen, I want you all to just be uh, uh, try to employ the understanding and the compassion that you picked up while the sun was in air in Pisces uh, from time to time, if it, if it, if that's what the situation calls for and needs. I mean, come on, balancing everything. I know sun is going to be in Aries, but we have to um, remember what we learn during this time that we're in now. How to wait, how to be patient, how to understand. Uh, what to look forward to? Woo-woo. Excitement, just pure, unadulterated fun, excitement, passion, passion. Uh, yeah, passion, and it was so good. I had to say it twice. Y'all see me? Yes, I love that. Um, just uh, like I said, being a leader, being fearless. Fearless to seek out and confront your fears, kind of like we've been doing in Pisces season, but now you're taking action towards it. Now you're physically making the moves that you couldn't make in Pisces season because it was time to wait and pray and meditate. But in Aries season, baby, it's going to be time to go. Go, green light, red light, full of Aries, go. And so um, get ready to shake off, uh, you know, dust off your shoes, and you know, so to speak, and uh, pull those spring dresses out and everything. It's about that time, y'all. So we're going to start with Aries. We always start in the um, sign where the energy is taking place. The sun is moving into Aries, so we're going to start there. Of course, Aries, Mama's Aries. Um, the Aries season is happening in your first house, of course, the house of you, yourself. And so you're, the sun is shining its light on you. And it, I want to take this divine opportunity in advance ahead of time to say happiest of solar returns to you. A lot of my dear precious sisters are Aries, and a lot of my family is Aries. And I just love y'all so much. Y'all inspire me all the time, even with my fiery self, too. Continue to be fearless, continue to initiate, to, con- to continue to lead, to continue to be brave, to continue to be passionate. And so thank you, thank you for that. The light the, the light of the sun is shining on y'all. So, yeah, I know y'all, 
y'all y'all dig it and love it and y'all do it in style. So by all means, just be ready for everything new that wants to happen to you in this new season in your new solar year ahead as you set off this whole zodiac season for us all. And know that you're probably gonna feel uh, yourself being more creative or experience yourself as more creative, more sociable, and just more in a fun-loving mode, okay? It's your time to shine, Aries. Cancer, you are likely going to be feeling most like yourself while the sun's in Aries when you're focused on that same thing that Sagittarius is focusing on uh, leading up to the new moon, which is those goals, okay, that life direction you're headed in. All right, Cancer, um, you know, career-wise, um, as a parent or from your parents, you know. But, it, I mean, the sun in Aries is too. The sun is a fiery energy. Aries is a fiery energy. So definitely uh, when it comes to parental figures, authority figures, things like that, uh, just consider all the fire that's going on uh, with you. Tenth house is actually a more... It's a house that's governed by Saturn, so it can be a more, like, restrictive. Um, you can feel that way, more restrictive and kind of dampened or darkened. Um, but it's, it's, it, it is sun and airy season. So if you want to take your energy and your passion and your fire and put it into something, by all means, put it into your goals. Put it into what you're wanting to achieve, okay, especially over the next month. Put it into making progress with something that you want to see some progress in. This is a new – this is uh, it's a new season. It's a new year. So make it count. Make it good, okay, Cancer? You could easily be experienced by others during the sun and airy season as more mature. They're going to see you like an authority, more responsible and more ambitious, okay? You can make progress with something, Cancer, just because people are seeing you more that way and they may offer you something new, okay, in this area. Libra, you're going to feel most like yourself while sun is in Aries with somebody else. <laughs> your, your very natural energy of that seventh house where Libra has rulership. Um, in any kind of one-on-one situation, you're going to do good. Um, you're focused on relationships and giving uh, due attention to other people is going to bode well for you. You should really feel in your element, um, bringing balance into your life in whatever way is deemed necessary and feeling more centered, okay? So other people can easily see you as more compromising, more of your beautiful Libra self, more compromising, charming, and fair. Capricorn, for you... Sun and airy season means home, family, okay? Your your emotional foundation, you feeling at home within yourself. You're going to feel most like yourself when you're around family, when you're around people in places that feel most familiar to you, when you're around people that support you and encourage you in your emotions and your emotional stability. And you're going to feel your best when you are supported and encouraged, okay? And you can work on, uh, with all that fire and passion in Aries season, you can work on strengthening your own support system and feeling more at home within yourself. Um, Of course, like I told Gemini, fourth house is where you're starting from the bottom, okay? And 
six months from now, a month from now, you could be saying, well, I'm here. I made it. I did it. I reached the goal. The goal has been realized. And so this may be the point where you, Capricorn, are actually starting something, getting something off the ground, be it in any facet of your life. Uh, But it's likely going to be something that emotionally satisfies you to start it, okay? Um. Others can see you, Capricorn, which is so weird because I have never in my life seen a Capricorn this way. Well, no, let me not say that. I met, I met a Capricorn with the Scorpio stellium, and I finally saw I met a Capricorn with some feelings. It was amazing, uncanny, actually. But since, Capricorn, you're having um, Sun and Aries through a feeling water fourth house, others can oddly enough, experience you as nurturing, emotional, and encouraging. So, wow, hug a Capricorn while the sun's in Aries. It might be one of the rare times they want to hug you. Um, Leo, for y'all, while the sun is in Aries, Leo, the sun is your ruler now. You hear me? The sun rules Leo. And so the fact that it's ingressing into a new energy, you're going to feel it. Thank God it's happening in your ninth house. (laughs) So you're going to feel it in a beautiful way, especially as it relates to you feeling most like yourself when you are enjoying your life, expanding it, exploring it, exploring the world, exploring new experiences. Um. And just being open, having an open heart towards new adventures and new things, learning new things, experiencing new things, traveling to new places, utilizing that passionate, airy sun energy to be more optimistic and to want to see more of of life and your world. And so others could definitely easily, Leo, be experiencing you as more bold, more adventurous, and more daring, and likely more humorous, uh, Ninth House. Sagittarius also governs sense of humor. Speaking of Sagittarius, Sagittarius, you are, of course, sun. I told (laughs) y'all, Aries is our sister sign, so we're going to love it. We're going to be feeling like it's our birthday. Sagittarius is experiencing um, sun and Aries through the fifth house of fun, the fifth house of dating and romance and children and enjoyment and creativity and our babies. Come on. So uh, Sagittarius, we are going to feel most like ourselves when we're with people that we love, when we're with people that we can love with an open heart and that love us with an open heart. It doesn't have to be a romantic love. Um, We're going to feel most like ourselves when we're doing the things that we love, connecting to our open hearts and being playful and fun, Uh, even playing actually with children. Fifth house governs children, playing with your child, playing with other children, other children in your life. You, um, Sagittarius, can definitely enjoy more of life and can feel better when you're in the spotlight, um, getting attention or praise. Fifth house is governed by Leo is all about being on stage. So you may end up enjoying a scenario or situation like that, maybe going to an open mic or something, Sagittarius, while the sun is in Aries. Whatever your passionate, fiery sun in Aries energy is leading you to do, as long as it's leading you to do it with an open heart and as long as it's leading you to do it and have fun and enjoy doing it 
you're going to be making the most of this sun and airy season, okay, Sag? Others could easily see you as funnier uh, and more whimsical as well as friendly and more generous, okay? Aquarius. While sun is in Aries, you're going to feel most like yourself when you are learning new things, when you're gathering information, all these mercurial things, using your mind, sharing knowledge, um, working on your short-term plans, local travel, um, anything going on in your community, giving advice, um, your schedule. It can be a really busy time, okay, Aquarius, so your schedule can fill up quick. Know that. Um and you're definitely going to be able to enjoy being around people who indulge you mentally, who are mentally stimulating, okay? So others could easily perceive you during the season as more airy season, as more curious, um, flexible, or intellectual, okay? Gemini. Gemini, sun going into Aries for you is going to mean like that you're going to feel most like yourself when you're with your friends in a group, okay? Um, You definitely can feel also like yourself when you're stepping outside of your comfort zone, okay? Being willing to take a different route, you know, um, do something different. Um, Step outside of your box or any box somebody wants to put you in, okay? And it's the energy of change. So to the degree that you're embracing change, Gemini, while the sun is in Aries, you're going to be oh so glad you did. And others are likely to perceive you and experience you as more idealistic. Um, I've never heard that as it relates to 11th house, but definitely more innovative, independent. And as someone who people can see you as someone who's having a breakthrough (laughs) or breaking out of something or a situation, okay? So enjoy, Gemini. This sounds really, really good. If you've been needing a change, this is a season of change for you. Pisces, you're going to experience sun and airy seeds through your work, okay, to bring on more stability and security in your life and working on your self-esteem and your self-confidence, being brave and courageous and passionate about you and your pricelessness, your worthiness, your valuableness, okay, Pisces? When you feel stable, when you feel secure, you can definitely feel more comfortable with yourself and your life, okay? Um, you can definitely focus on improve. You can take all this fiery, passionate Aries energy and focus on improving your finances or any financial opportunities that may arise. Venus is still going to be retrograde, Pisces. So keep in mind that all money ain't good money, and scrutinize that issue. If you need to do a background check on somebody you're going into business with, do that. Uh, go slow when it comes to the money, but go fast. Aries is about passionately go fast when it pertains to your worth, your value, and what you're attracting naturally, okay? Um, yeah, working on your self-esteem, connecting more with your values, and others could experience you as more reliable, more stable, potentially on a low vibration, more stubborn, more stoic, more determined, and more practical, Okay. Scorpio, God, I told y'all, love me some Scorpio. I got Venus and Scorpio. I love y'all. Uh, you could feel most like yourself when you are working inside of this Virgo full moon energy, the energy of getting things done, the energy of being productive, the energy of um, of focusing on your health and your daily routines, okay? 
So, Scorpio, don't stress out now. The sun going to be in Aries. Do not let yourself get stressed out or utilize any anxious energy that you may feel is pent up to um, to bring some order. That sixth house talks about order out of chaos. That sixth house, um, Scorpio, talks about organization, okay? That's, you won't get stressed out. If you fuel, let that Aries energy fuel you into organizing your life, your day, your environment, your home, your car, whatever it is, a little bit more better, okay? Sixth house Scorpio is talking about paying attention to the details but not stressing about them, just going over again things and make sure you didn't miss anything. You don't have to be neurotic about it. You can just... Take your time. Earth energy that this sixth house governs is a slower-moving energy, so you don't have to rush. I know sun's going to be in Aries, and you want to rush. If you want to rush, Scorpio, rush into your optimum health routine, lifestyle, okay? Rush into that. Rush to the produce section, okay, and focus on your health. Rush to the gallons of water you need to incorporate drinking more of. Rush to the you know, uh, park to get your exercise in. Don't worry about a gym membership. Don't stress out about a gym membership. Just get you somewhere where you can run or do a push-up or two, okay? All right. Uh, others can, and if you have something real big you got to work on, Scorpio, this is a really good energy to break it down into bite-sized pieces. The only way, the best way to eat an elephant is one bite at a time. That sounds so crazy and nasty and weird, especially since I've been not trying not to eat meat anymore. Like, uh, eating an elephant? <laughs> Somebody probably sitting somewhere talking about, hmm, I wonder what an elephant tastes like. Put a little hot sauce on it. It's looking crazy. Um, but others can see you, Scorpio, uh, while sun is in Aries as more hardworking, detail-oriented, like I said, more detailed and more practical, okay, and likely way more productive. They're going to see you getting some ish done. Get it done, Scorpio. If anybody can do it, goddamn Scorpio can. All right, Taurus, while the sun is in Aries, oh, okay, well, the sun's going to be coming to you next, Taurus, so for right now, you're going to be feeling probably like it's still Pisces season because you're going to be experiencing the sun in Aries through your Pisces house. So I want you to consider that you're going to feel most like yourself, unlike a lot of the rest of us, uh, more on your own, not really being bothered by others. You know, maybe you're not feeling like springing out so much, or maybe you are feeling like that, but for whatever reason, feeling like you can't or you're not ready. So you may require more time in this Aries season to be alone, to rest, to recharge. And if you do force yourself into some situations you're not energetically ready for, I'm giving you a heads up that you may end up easily end up feeling drained by others' energy because it's just too much. And right now you just need to be alone or um, or just feel more comfortable alone, okay? So it, it's the 12th house of the house of being in the background and not the spotlight, okay? And so you can have more time and energy to focus on your past. Anything you do still need to wrap up, surrender, let go, or just your spiritual side, prayer and meditation and, you know, extreme self-care. So others can easily experience you as more compassionate, imaginative, and intuitive. But during sun and Aries season, and this would be every time the sun is in Aries, okay, Taurus, this will never not be like this. But this could help you understand more why when everybody else is springing out, you're still feeling like real Piscean, okay? 
lastly, Virgo. Virgo, while the sun is in Aries, you can definitely come across or indefinitely uh, feel more comfortable being serious, taking serious approaches. You're going to be seeing everything through the eighth house eyes of intensity, you know, and intimacy and depth and psychological awareness and, you know, um, mysterious and research and investigation. So, of course, you could come across the others and they could experience you as more passionate and intense and deep easily while the sun is in Aries. You, it, you'd be like, dang, super Aries, because if Mars governs Aries, and this eighth house is governed by Pluto, which is Mars's higher octave, then you can see how you could be an extreme force during this time. And so uh, anything that needs to be researched, investigated, uh, baby, you the one, you the one, and naturally you detail-oriented, Virgo, you the one. And so... um, Definitely any kind of transformation you need to make, anything that you need to, to, transformation talks about death and rebirth. Anything you need to let die, I told y'all, 8th house and 12th house is related, just like Taurus, your sister sign is going to be dealing with endings and letting go, even though we're in this area of new beginnings with the sun and Aries, you also can still, 8th house, like I said earlier, it still has an element of release and surrender and letting go, or at least sharing, Virgo. You may, you may be presented with an opportunity to share or come across as someone who is, is willing to share. That would bode well for you during this season. You might enjoy it, okay? That may be the transformation you're going through. Somebody who don't like to share to somebody who who can see themselves, you know, sharing and exploring those benefits. Virgo, eighth house is a money house. Somebody might want to, you should be willing to share with somebody else. They might be willing to share their resources with you. You never know. Um, and that's that, you guys, on the horoscopes for the new moon, or not new moon, for the sun ingressing, entering into the sign of Aries, initiating the springtime, initiating the new astrological year, and really getting us, especially by the time we get to this new moon. We're not going to talk about the new moon in Aries this week, but it'll be in our week ahead next week. Um, Monday, after the sun enters Aries, the moon goes void on the 20th at 5.37 a.m. Central when it conjuncts Saturn. It's only going to be void for almost five hours, four hours and 54 minutes. So um, if your interview is for right at 8 o'clock or right at 9 o'clock on uh, Monday, if anything, if it's more like closer to 10, maybe by 10.30 when the moon is in Capricorn, you'll actually be in there talking to them, but I wouldn't even push it. Um, if you can b- move that interview down to after 10.30 a.m. Central Time when the moon's already in Capricorn, even better. Because the moon in Capricorn is it, going to satisfy us all to get down to business. We already had our moon in Sagittarius fun. Now it's time to get down to business. It's time to be responsible. It's time to be dutiful. And we're going to want to do that. We're going to be real disciplined. We're going to be tend to be 
more patient and more of a conservative mood. Let no it no fire, no passion, no water, none of that, no feelings, emotions, any feelings we have, we're gonna likely be mostly satisfied to channel it into work, channel it into um, doing something constructive and productive that needs to get done. That's on the list of responsibilities and duties. Okay. Um, Anything else I want to say about the moon going into Capricorn? It's, it can be like a money time, but that's it, that that it is Earth sign, so you could definitely make some money while the moon is in Capricorn. But it's going to be uh, likely money that you have worked or will work very hard, hard or smart for. Okay. Anything related to business is going to do good with the moon in Capricorn. That's why I say if you are going on an interview Monday rising, just make it after 10.30 a.m. Central. All right. Um, once the moon is in Capricorn, we're going to have a final last quarter moon. And y'all know about these quarter moons by now. We're going to have an opportunity to turn a corner. It don't stop at the Virgo full moon. And before we get to the Aries new moon, in between that full moon and the new moon, we got this last quarter moon in Capricorn. It's Monday the 20th at 10.58 a.m. Central. Only about six hours after the sun goes into Aries, the, uh, uh, the, the, quarter, the quarter moon occurs. And so I'm running real low on time, y'all, but let me just mention this, that you're going to likely find yourself in an opportunity early in next week to shift to, to, to take an even further step in changing your course, shedding, releasing, letting go of anything that cannot come into this new season with you, okay? And we're going to leave it at that for now. I love y'all, love y'all, love y'all, and thank you, thank you, thank you. And please stay connected to Mama Daughter Astrology and my astrology coach. If you are going to the retreat um, for the spring equinox, I just am sending prayers for divine protection and for it to be a a beautiful, satisfying experience for all involved. I love y'all. Until next week, get at me and all my information in the description box for this show, and we'll take it from there. All right? Peace, you.